This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Good morning and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. Listeners, this is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, as always, if you'd like more information about what you hear on this great show today, you can go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Click on the radio page and you can look at and listen to all of our past and previous shows. Lots of great education there, in my opinion. And listen to my great co-host, Mr. Tony Shore, ask a bunch of questions about different topics like the one we're going to discuss today. And, um, you know, if you've gone through the unfortunate process of having somebody close to you die without a will or any clear instructions about how they wanted their assets to be divided, you probably already know how difficult of a situation that that is. And, um, make no mistake, you know, like things like wills and trusts aren't exclusive to the rich and the famous. In my experience, everyone, no matter the size of their assets, should leave behind clear wishes and instructions for those assets. And, you know, the easiest way to do so is talking to somebody about the enhanced planning process. And so Tony and I are going to do that today. We're going to talk about a couple of different uh, specific topics and, um, Let's get started now. How are you doing, Mr. Shore? I am doing great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, I've talked to you about this uh, on the side, outside of the show. I think it's really important. Enhanced planning, which includes things like state pla- estate planning and legacy planning. And I uh, can't wait to dig into it. Um, I've been good. I've had a great week, in fact. Uh, how about you? How's How are things? I know... Once again, I'm going to say this, but every week I say this, it's a busy time of year for you, isn't it, Nick? You know, the last uh, 18 months or so in the markets have been so fun, uh, haven't they? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, no, I've been very busy, uh, obviously, uh, talking with lots of clients and prospects about what's going on in the market. And, you know, the things that we can control are the things that we like to talk about on the show, like enhanced planning. And that's what we're going to do today. Uh, The markets are the markets. And, you know, if you uh, if you're sitting down with somebody and discussing them regularly, then it's it's more manageable. I will tell you that. Yeah. When you bring up the markets, Nick, I, I think Bill Murray said it best. It's a little harsh. <laughs> it's a I little love harsh. Caddyshack. Yes, I love yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> it's a little harsh. So uh, today, um, you know, obviously uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of things to keep your family and your loved ones set after you're gone. Uh, a lot of people put this off, but you really need to plan for it. What, where do you want to start here? Sure. So maybe just talking a little bit about enhanced planning, you know, and sure. boiled down to its essence, you know, enhanced planning is just simply a way that you can seek to maintain the the family kind of goals and harmony that you've worked so hard to build during your life after you're gone. And, and you don't need to be a, a millionaire or a billionaire to do some of this uh, enhanced planning and make it definitely worthwhile for you and your family. Um, during the show, we're going to toss out some real world examples of why enhanced planning may prove to be extremely valuable. And, you know, Tony, I'm sure that you've probably experienced this when I was a kid, you know, I collected lots of comic books and baseball cards. That was kind of the craze. And I love those, um, specific, specific things, you know, and, 
And I'm sure many families uh, have experienced that with their parents and with, with their children as well. And, you know, um, as time goes by, you bought those and let's say that you spent a lot of money on them. Let's say that, that right. today maybe they're worth 20 or 30,000, but sure. to you, it's not the money that they're worth. It's, it's what they actually meant to you and your family. Right. Right. And so when, um, when you think through and you know something like that um, that's brought so much joy to your family, that's a perfect example of something you should be discussing with enhanced planning. Yeah, that's a great example, and uh, I'm kind of sitting on a collection like that. You know, I I collect uh, <laughs> rare records and albums, and uh, have quite a music collection. I buy and sell records, and you know, I've tried to uh, you know share it with my kids. So they can enjoy it as well. The music, get them into their own music. And they, my two oldest, they have record players and buy vinyl and they're into it. But you know, after I'm gone, what happens? And if they would rather have the money, that doesn't bother me, but I need to spell that out and talk to them about it and plan ahead. You you know, you don't want to leave them in a bad situation and my collection's worth quite a bit of money. So sure. You know, um, well, and, you know, and think about this, you know, I mean, this has not happened to you yet, but I'll tell you what, I've got lots of clients that have collections like we've just talked about. Sure. And those are the things that can really affect um, survivors. Um, what I mean by that is if you have a great record collection like you just talked about and your kids all along thought we're going to keep him and they have a fight about the records like <laughs> something that small can really honestly have a huge impact yeah. on the rest of their lives together and how they interact yeah. with each other, you know? And, and so uh, it's so important to talk about a lot of things with your financial advisor, but this is an easy one. I mean, enhanced planning is a planning that you need to do beyond typical wealth management to talk about what you want and how things need to be structured. Right. Super simple. If you do it ahead of time, right? Right. You have, you have to do it ahead of time. You have to, Uh, You can't put it off. And so many people put it off. We don't like thinking about our own, you know, uh, you know, mortality, I should say, I guess. And, um, and of course me, I'm, you know, a a lot of people might be like me and I feel like I'm not aging. I'm not getting older. I don't need to worry about that. You're only half the age of your grandfather when he passed away. I mean, you've got a lot of life. I'm only about halfway. Uh, If I, if I live to 101, like uh, grandpa Bob, I'll be, I'll be doing great. Uh, or 103, like his uh, his uh, aunt and oh uh, and uh, his brother, I believe, lived to 102. My gosh, so yeah, great genes in the family. Yeah, they're they of course they didn't eat pizza like I do. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's the problem there. Probably they had zero fast food in their diet the years they lived, and uh, they didn't eat pizza five times a day. Like I enjoy. No, I don't. no, but, um, you know, I think this is important and, uh, you have to have a plan that clearly spells out what you want done with these things after you pass away. Otherwise uh, you're rolling the dice. And, uh, in terms of, uh, nuts and bolts, uh, what are some things you think people need to be aware of here? Sure. So when it comes to enhanced planning, I think one of the first things that you should understand is the various ways that you can own things. Okay. And there are three main elements here. Um, these are probate contract and then joint ownership with rights or survivorship. Okay. And so let's highlight some of these probate is property from one of three categories. Okay. This is either property that's in one person's name. 
It's personal property, and it also is property that's what's in tenants in common. And ultimately, the probate process establishes the validity of a will for somebody. And it, and it means that a court will decide what the intentions of your will were. So when it comes to property in one person's name, think about automobiles and investment accounts and businesses. And, you know, personal property includes things like cash and gold and jewelry and coin collections like Tony and I were talking about. And then finally, tenants in common is any property that's jointly owned, but that doesn't have rights of survivorship. And so <clears throat> lots of people ask me about the investments that they have with us and contract ownership has what's called a built-in beneficiary arrangement. And examples of this are typically what you're talking to your financial advisor about, which yeah. are life insurance policies, annuities, IRAs, stocks, and trusts. But then a last very, very important category that we need to discuss is what's called joint ownership with rights or survivorship. And this simply means that a deceased person's share goes directly to their surviving owner, okay? And this can include things like houses, investment accounts, and bank accounts. Typically, this is like what a husband and wife would do if they own a house together, for instance. Yeah, yeah, that's that makes sense. And it, these types of things uh, are things that can, you know, really cost your loved ones, and you want to make sure that you're not doing that. I, I mean, you have to have beneficiary designations filled out. And if I'm following you correctly here, uh, it, you have to work with somebody like yourself, right? A financial advisor to determine how your various possessions and assets are owned and how you're able to use this enhanced planning to avoid potential delays uh, after you pass unwanted publicity and uh, probate court. We're, we're trying to avoid the cost and time of court and attorney <clears throat> fees, right? Definitely. You're exactly correct there. And, you know, I would also add that while enhanced planning can, in my opinion, be a very, very good beneficial financial step, it's not a replacement for working with an attorney or a tax professional. Uh, consider enhanced planning as another useful tool that you can put kind of in your financial toolbox next to your attorney and your tax professional to decide and, and talk through these topics. Um, and also, let me highlight, um, you know, the main thing that people talk about with enhanced planning, which is trusts. And so, you know, while trusts are a commonly used option, it's also true that many people establish a trust but neglect to put anything into the trust, which may mean that all of the, the the things that you own end up in probate anyways. And, you know, so let's talk a little bit more about a trust. So first, there are three different parties to a trust. You've got the grantor or the trustor, right? And then you've got the trustee or the successor, and then you've got the beneficiary, okay? And um, the grantor or trustor, uh, who is most likely you, sets the rules, right? I want to have this person get this part of my belongings and, and I want this to go to this person and, 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 and that sort of thing. And from there, you're going to have a trustee who's going to be the person that's actually going to be the caretaker of your trust and make sure that those things happen. And basically they're going to follow your expressed rules once you pass on. And a, a trustee can be a person or an entity. Um, they can take legal ownership of your assets and assume financial responsibility for those assets and then obviously carry out, most importantly, what your trust actually states. And then finally, that person is working on behalf of your trust's beneficiaries, who are ultimately the people that are going to get whatever's in the trust. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, and let's take a moment here to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary consultation with your office to get a plan in place. Because really, 
uh, that's where you begin. And I know you work alongside estate planning attorneys and tax professionals to really make sure the overall plan is going to work for them. That's correct. Yeah, we don't do specifically trusts, wills, and estate plans in-house, but we do talk about all of those different topics and how important they are with all of your assets. Um, And so if you have any questions about that, I would just encourage you to go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com and you can click on uh, the radio page. You can click in a lot of different spots to request additional information on this topic as well. All right. That's right. Go to jonesfinancialtalk.com and we're going to be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk right after this. A 401k can be an important asset for many Americans' retirements. Its tax advantages and portability may enable workers to build sizable and important nest eggs. But its flexibility can also be costly if you aren't aware of potential mistakes. Feel free to request your guide to avoid 401k rollover mistakes today at our website, jonesfinancialtalk.com. Once again, that's jonesfinancialtalk.com. Jones & Associate Premier Financial Solutions is a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. And welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. I'm here with our host, and today... Nick Jones, our host, has been discussing the potential benefits of enhanced planning and this enhanced planning process that may help you maintain family harmony even after your passing uh, by, you mentioned, Nick, clearly spelling out your wishes for your assets. That's the main thing you've been talking about. And you noted during that first segment, you don't have to be wealthy uh, to benefit from the enhanced planning process, things like trusts. Uh, it's depending on your situation. If you have land or a home, uh, and you have, maybe one of you might need long-term care. Trusts are really important, aren't they? They sure are. There's two major parts and differences in trusts, I should say, or types. Okay, Tony. So you've got revocable and irrevocable and a revocable trust is run by the person who established it. And the assets within the trust can be taken out during their lifetime. Whereas an irrevocable trust is run by a person or an entity other than the person that created it and established it. And assets um, are typically gifted to an irrevocable trust and and cannot be removed. Now, furthermore, a revocable trust becomes irrevocable once the person who established it dies because they don't want anything to be changed at that point. Sure. That makes perfect (laughs) sense. And so it can get complicated, though, and that's why you need to work with your financial professional to incorporate this into your overall plan. Uh, In fact, speaking of that, where do taxes fit into enhanced planning? I know they play a major role here, right? Huge role, especially in the state that you live in, depending on what the requirements are, like Oregon. The thresholds here in Oregon are extremely low. I mean, if you have total assets over a million dollars, you could be in a situation where you pay additional estate taxes or your heirs do. Okay, but a couple things that people ask us a lot about it, there is a gift tax exclusion, um, and that's the amount that you can give every single year without creating any kind of a taxable event. And so individuals can currently gift $17,000, and joint filers can do twice that at $34,000 to each individual person. Now, there are some lifetime estate and gift tax exemptions that um, help out on the federal level, which are really, really high. Um, in 2023, the lifetime cap is almost 13 million for individuals and almost 26 million for joint filers. But like I mentioned before, in the state of Oregon, you could have some serious implications with tax issues if your state is just at a million dollars in total assets, which 
is not very big. If you think about a house and you think about some investment accounts, think about some automobiles, you think about any kind of collections, lots of people get there very quickly. So it's incredibly important to talk about enhanced planning and take advantage of any type of lifetime gift, gift options that you might have or any other creative ways to work with your financial advisor to try to reduce those estate taxes uh, at your death. Well, yeah. I mean, you personally, I mean, what's going to happen, uh, Nick, when you try to leave that $2 million boat you own to your kids? I mean, that's going to estate tax on that alone. I'm kidding. Nick $2 million have... boat. I wish I had that. <laughs> but if I had it, I'd probably owe 2.1 on it. Yeah. You would, you would owe the 2 million plus interest. <laughs> well, you know, you know what the acronym for boat is? Bring out another thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, uh, uh, our mutual friend and, uh, very wise man who could afford a $2 million boat. Chuck Lucius told me, he said, son, you don't need to ever own a boat. You just need a friend who owns a boat. Totally. Totally. <laughs> he goes, you don't want to own a boat. You just need a friend who owns a boat. And uh, that's the best advice. Chuck has a lot of great advice, doesn't he? He does. He does. Yeah. Chuck Lucius, who owns Gradient Investments. Yeah. He, he's, a, he's a sharp guy. But yeah, this topic is, is a good one. And you have to watch out for things like taxes. Obviously, you don't want to leave your loved ones with a tax burden and I'm guessing there are a lot of people who are listening right now, Nick, who are curious about where capital gains fit into all this. What can you tell us about that? Speaking of leaving property and things inheriting, what about capital gains? Yeah, so many listeners are probably familiar with the step up in basis that happens with inherited property. But basically, the step up in basis is what occurs when the value of an inherited asset on the date of death is larger than the original purchase price. So let me give you an example of a of a cabin that maybe your parents purchased. If if mom and dad purchased a cabin at for fifteen thousand dollars fifty years ago, and today they pass away and it's worth three hundred thousand dollars, you know if they would have sold it before they passed, they'd owe some type of taxes on two hundred eighty five thousand dollars that increase. But you get a step up a step up in basis. And you assume it at today's cost of three hundred thousand, so you don't owe any tap, uh, you know, capital gains in that specific situation because of the step up in basis. Right. Yeah. There you go. Uh, that makes perfect sense. And I remember Nick, uh, you not uh, not too long ago, they were proposing uh, someone had it on a table or a part of a bill to remove that step up in basis, and uh, that would have been not good, especially for if you're going to leave a a family business or farm. Yes. Yeah. And that's one of the main reasons, like you mentioned, Tony, I mean, I think initially for the step up in basis in our country that came about in the fifties and sixties when you had a transition of wealth through farms and through property in the Midwest, mostly like in the, in the great state of Minnesota where you live, you know, and so what would happen is kids would, um, you know, would, would inherit a huge property from mom and dad, but they didn't have the the capital to be able to pay the taxes to be able to cover the bill. And so they'd lose the land and they weren't able to produce farmland that had been in the family for years and years. And we're, we're, uh, my dad inherited my grandfather's farmland. Uh, but it's been in that, that land was homesteaded by the shore family. I mean, that land was nothing was there. They got it and they homesteaded it. And it's been in the family ever since. But if there was no step up in basis, if my dad inherited it and had to pay tax on the 80 acres he got, 
Yep. And the and plus the acreage that the buildings are or the the place where the buildings are at and the home. Um, he could not pay taxes on all that. I mean, yep. it's worth. He doesn't have that kind of money. He would have had to sell the farm. So yep. Uh, there it had been in the family for you know. I mean, it's been in the Shore family for over a, probably over a hundred a hundred year over a hundred years. You know, it's a cent. It's a century farm and it's a, it's a, uh, homesteaded farm. So, uh, it's my grandfather was raised there. My dad was raised there and I was actually raised on that farm because my mom and dad had a house right across the lane from my grandparents okay. on the same farm. So we were all raised there. And now because of long-term care costs and if there wasn't, if there were taxes, there'd be no way to keep it. Yeah. So. And this, this happens all the time. I, I sit down with clients very often. And, you know, especially if you're a little older later in life and you need to raise some money to be able to pay for long-term care or other things, a lot of people just assume, well, I'm just going to go ahead and sell the house or I'm going to sell this piece of property. And sometimes that's not the right answer because, right. you know, depending on how ill you are and, and how much longer you might live, if you don't sell it and the kids get a step up in basis, it could be way better for them financially right. than if you sell it and pay the taxes now. So a yeah. lot to think about. Yeah, there is a lot to think about there. Well, plus, and this is, I don't want to get off topic, but it has to do with enhanced planning, and that is uh, long-term care. My my parents didn't have a lot of money, and my mom has Parkinson's, and she's in long-term care. And then so the state had to kick in after the spend down. But now, since she's been in, my dad inherited this farmland, right? Right. What a complicated so, situation. So it gets more and more complicated. You don't want to lose the farm because of long-term care. You don't want to lose the farm because of taxes or, and this, Hey, people are out there saying, I'm not a farmer. Well, what if you own land or inherit a, a house or own a home? Yep. It applies to you, you well, know, any assets really can do that. That's exactly correct. And I think the major point here is you have to have a conversation with somebody on a somewhat regular basis that knows and understands how things are changing from a yeah. tax perspective and also from an estate planning perspective, because this is a huge, huge deal. I mean, um, if you just run through things and just assume that everything's going to be taken care of, it's just messy. And you know what's it interesting? Messy. My father uh, was a financial advisor for 40 years, and it took us 35 years of his work to explain to him why he needed a trust. Not to explain to him why he needed a trust, but to force him to do it. To and get him to actually do it. To, I to believe it. that. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, he was married previously. Okay. Yeah. And so we had a half brother involved and also different, different other relatives. And it would have been so messy if yep. my dad would have passed away, you know, in that situation before he had Without his trust, trust in place. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and so taking that, that, you know, angst away from your beneficiaries is such a huge thing. And not to mention, if you do it the right way, there's totally legal ways to take care of this and pay way less taxes and come out ahead on both sides. So yeah. why not consider that and talk through it? Boom. Well, and speaking of that, uh, well, we still have time. When a new client comes into your office to discuss enhanced planning, what are some of the documents they need to bring with them? Sure thing. So if they don't have these things prepared, then clearly we need to talk through it. But most should have a will or a trust established or at least something written down to start with. And then the other two main documents that you want are power of attorneys for both financial as well as health care. Sometimes those health care documents can be called health care directives. Okay. Um, but then when they come in, I typically want them to bring in and talk with us about 
you know, all their insurance policies and investment policies and taxes, because then I've got a complete picture to be able to help them kind of figure out if they're in a situation where that estate tax threshold in Oregon that is so low. I mean, it's the lowest in the country almost Yeah, uh, at a million dollars is going to affect them. So things to think about and talk through for sure. Yeah, I think it's two million here. I mean, it's yeah, like, it's two or three in Minnesota, uh, but a million is the lowest threshold in anywhere in the country. Yeah, and uh, nowadays, if you've saved for retirement or have assets, you can, with a house and vehicles and everything else, you can get there. So well, and uh, and and the other thing, Tony, is it's if you set things up to be clean and have all of the documents that we talked about, even just a simple power of attorney and a healthcare directive it makes it so much easier if, if a bad thing happens to to yourself or, or to somebody in your family if you've got the ability to help them. I mean, I've had s- specific situations where none of this was done. And then if somebody passes away, their assets get frozen. You can't yeah. close their estate for years. It just becomes a nightmare. And, and the probate process, they should call it you know, the, the, the low bait process, it, it takes forever. It's so long <laughs> to go through it. And it's the, so complicated. The amateur bait process you know? I mean, instead it's, of pro. It's terrible. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. it's really, really difficult. And so the, the point here is there's lots of different ways for you to protect yourself and to just plan accordingly. And it's just starts with simple conversations. You don't have to go out and spend tons of money on a will or a trust with an attorney. Uh, you can do plenty of uh, of that, uh, you know, on your own. And yeah. and actually, the interesting thing too is, a lot of people say, "Hey, I I went out and got a trust. I need you to put the trust as the beneficiary on all my accounts. That's just how it's going to be." Well, that might be how you want it, but that might not be the tax the best tax situation for your beneficiaries if you pass, because a trust has the worst tax treatment. They've got the lowest um, lowest amount of income before the highest tax bracket in our country because they're not a real person. And so sometimes that's totally the wrong thing to do. And um, even though you mean well by having a will or a trust in place, that doesn't mean that you need to um, follow those instructions perfectly if it's not the right situation. Uh, For our listeners out there, before we go today, uh, let's once again let them know how to get a hold of you, uh, where they go, the website, right? JonesFinancialTalk.com. Sure thing. That's it. And there's lots of things that we can help discuss with you and give you an overall picture of. You know, we talk to our clients all the time about investments, insurance, uh, taxes, and and legal that we've talked about a lot today. And enhanced planning is just an incredibly important part of, of the picture as well, folks. So if you'd like more information, go to JonesFinancialTalk.com and request a meeting or just a follow-up conversation with us, please. All right. That sounds great. Well, Nick, Great show today. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk with our host, Nick Jones. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. 
fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.